Thank you, Tim. Worship team. Good morning. Uh, you may have noticed that I am not Pastor James. Uh, he's not. I know it's, it takes me a second to look, but I'm not. Uh, James is uh, in Seattle with his family, uh, supporting Sam in his first gymnastics meet of the season. So um, I have the honor of bringing the message to you this morning. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you, Jason. If you're a short person and you go downstairs on a regular basis, you could go now. Oh, and are, do we have, I don't think we have the Peterson jar with us this morning, so hold on to that for next week. But, um, yeah, you can be dismissed, kids, uh, what is it, kindergarten through third grade, second grade? So kindergarten through second grade, if you go downstairs, now is the time. So head on down there. All right. Uh, now I have a brief video clip for you before I start my sermon this morning. So direct your attention. I'm good. Thanks. Come on, man. There's some beautiful stuff in the Bible. There's some stuff in there you got to admit. It's not what we can call family friendly. <laughs> Think about it. There's a reason you don't see some of those illustrations. In the Precious Moments Bible. <laughs> you don't see Cain and Abel in the Precious Moments. The, uh, isn't that precious? <laughs> so I got, I'll never understand parents who will paint Noah's Ark on their kids, little kids' bedroom walls. It doesn't make sense. Noah's Ark's a great story, but it's just out there, man. It's like, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm painting Noah's Ark on your wall, sweetheart. My favorite story. You know where God sends a worldwide flood to kill every living thing? Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Hey, get, grab a brush and paint some screaming people on that rock for me just to make it real. It's going to be great. Look in the baby's room. I painted the stoning of Stephen. You're going to love that. Those birds? No, those are locusts coming to kill you. <laughs> uh, it's always good to start out with a laugh, isn't it? Um, and we can laugh about that, but I've really been thinking about the story of Noah and the flood the last few weeks, and it's kind of terrifying. Um, it's, it's probably one of the most horrifying stories in the Bible when you really take a minute to think about what happened. Uh, and I think this comedian is on to something. We tend to gloss over uh, all of the scary parts. And we turn it into a cute mural for the wall or um, our favorite picture book to, to read to our kids. I even have this really cute ornament of Noah that I put on my Christmas tree every year with his friendly animals there on the ark. But I think if we really took a minute to think about this story, it could give us nightmares. God was so disgusted by the vileness and sinfulness of humanity that he decided to completely wipe it out and start over. And this, is, this is a story of the unmaking of creation. And it's a story that can teach us a lot about the character of God. So what kind of God is the God of the deluge, the God of the flood? When some people ask this question, what they're really asking is, how could I worship a God who would willingly destroy, who would willingly kill all those people and animals, isn't that terribly cruel? 
I think that as Christians, it's important for us to wrestle with this question uh, because it's, it's stories like this one that, that many people who are outside of the faith, they view it as evidence that our God is not worthy of their belief, let alone their worship. So with that in mind, we're going to take some time this morning to really dig into this story and figure out what it's trying to teach us about God. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning and for this opportunity to come together and worship you and to learn more about who you are. I pray, Lord, that as I speak this morning, you would be speaking through me and that um, my words would honor you. We love you, Father, and we pray in your name. Amen. Now, the first lesson that, that I think we can learn about God from this story of Noah and the flood is that our God is a righteous God. Now, God's righteousness is referred to many times in Scripture, and so that should tell us that this is something that's important for us to understand. To say that God is righteous means that God is perfectly right in all that he is and all that he does. He's absolutely free from anything that is wicked or evil. And because God is the essence of righteousness... He can't tolerate anyone or anything that is unrighteous. 1 John 1, 5 through 6 says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with God and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. We can't have God and unrighteousness together. They don't go. Now, to illustrate this, I need a little helper. Ziva, if you would come up here. That it's only fitting, since we're talking about the flood, to use an illustration with water. You see I have dyed it purple. Uh, you may think, well, that's because it's Elena's favorite color. It's not. Well, it is my favorite color. That's not why I dyed it purple. I dyed it purple because it is also God's favorite color. And so that's a little bonus. You didn't know that purple was God's favorite color, but it's in the Bible, I promise. His robes are purple. That's the only reason I can think of why he would choose it. So... Here we go. That's a, little, that's a little extra piece of information about God you didn't expect to learn this morning. Now, God is righteous, and he can't tolerate unrighteousness. Just like this oil that Ziva just poured in here for me, and this water will never mix. No matter how much they get stirred up, agitated together, mixed up, they will never combine and God will never combine his righteous essence with unrighteousness. Thank you, Ziva. You can have a seat. Don't forget the lid. There you go. Everything about God is perfectly right. Nothing that falls short of that standard can ever be in him. And understanding that God is righteous allows us to begin to understand why God might need to unmake his creation. Now follow along with me on the screen as I read Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 7 and 11 through 14. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart, 
And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds in the sky. I'm sorry I ever made them. Verse 11, now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out along with the earth. Now these verses don't paint a very pretty picture of humanity. Everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. They were corrupt. They were filled with violence. The creation that God had made at the beginning and looked at and said it was very good was completely ruined by Adam and Eve's sin in the garden. This passage tells us that humanity was so tainted by that sin that their corruption had even spread to the animals and to the, the very ground itself. Not only could the perfectly righteous God not tolerate this wickedness. Scripture tells us that it broke his heart. Our tra- other translations say that God's heart was deeply troubled or that it grieved him in his heart. Now, I imagine that this is a little bit similar to what a parent feels when they see their child make a choice that is destructive or sinful. But that pain that we feel when someone we love does something wicked is just a a pale shadow of what God, the grief that God must have felt in watching the corruption of his creation. Because he's righteous and cannot tolerate